You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, um, Hebrews 11, verse 1, 2, 3. Let's start from there. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen we are not made of the things which are visible. Praise the Lord. Then in Romans 12 verse 2, we are told, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, by your spirit may i not be conformed to this world rather lord let me be transformed let me prove what is that good acceptable and perfect will of god your word says by faith we understand this morning give me understanding your word says by faith the people before us obtained a good testimony Lord, let me obtain a good testimony. Your word says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Today, let me hold the substance of the things that I'm hoping for. Lord, your word says faith is the evidence of things not seen. Today, Lord, by your word, by your spirit, let me have evidence even of unseen things. Thank you, Father. Help this teacher to teach me. Help the hearers to hear me. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Praise Jesus. Okay, first of all, I want to thank you for coming. The Fuascast is really serious, right? For everyone who made effort to come, can we just appreciate them? It's not easy. Now, for me, my house is about 10 minutes away. So, no matter the type of first caste, I can actually walk to church. So, if you see me, don't think I paid any sacrifice. So, I, I can drive, I can run, I can ride, I can walk. But for most of us, I'm glad seeing you. Some of us came from Lokogoma, from, um, well, from Maraba, Kubwa, Dutsi, all kinds of places. The Lord will reward your efforts in Jesus' name. Okay? We live in a time where if one is not careful, he really can get distracted. The times that we're in, so many things are happening, you know, not just for us as a nation, but worldwide. So many things are happening. Most of them are not so, you know, when good things are happening, we don't say these times. We just enjoy the good things. It's when things are bad that we say these times, okay? So, but we live in times where we have to make effort, okay? Not to get distracted by the distresses of the time, the perplexities of the time, the misfortunes of the time, the cares of the time, okay? Most of us, it's not in the news, but most of us are aware that a large part of our nation is experiencing flooding in this season, Okay? communities, farmlands, and different things, you know. And that doesn't remove all the other problems that were there. Praise the Lord. It doesn't make, you know, the, the exchange rate to come down. It doesn't make food available. It doesn't. So it's just compound, 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 okay? And that is what it is. Uh, to add the misfortunes of those that have experienced the you know, sad things about Nigeria, the kidnapping and all of that. We thank God. How many of us know that all the trained people kidnapped have been released? And we are praying that everyone kidnapped should be released. Amen. Amen. 
And then all those who are kidnapping should now be manapped. Isn't it? That's when the equation will balance. Not that the people are released and the kidnappers are enjoying the loot and are planning the next thing they are going to do. Anyway, so we, we must not be distracted by the distress of the times. Neither should we also allow ourselves to be because in all that we are saying, some people are living the best of their times now. So neither should we also be distracted by the pleasures of the time, by the you know, privileges of the time. Some people are enjoying Nigeria like never before now. Do you know that? And that's why they are campaigning for some people they shouldn't campaign. To some people, this is their best time. And they want it to continue. Okay? But either way, wherever we find ourselves, we should not allow ourselves was to be distracted. And what is the distraction that we should make sure we're not distracted? Jude, please, verse 3. Jude, verse 3. There the apostle Jude was writing to the church and he said, he says, Behold, I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. He said, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to do what? To contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Can you see what he's saying here? Just like what we're saying now. In all that is happening, there is the faith. And we must not be distracted from this, the faith. Because that's what, whether it's bad times or good times, all of them would want to distract us from this faith. Now, can you please give us that in the easy-to-read version, please? Thank you. He said, Their friends, I wanted very much to write to you about the salvation we all share together. But I felt the need to write to you about something else. I want to encourage you to fight hard for the faith that God gave his holy people. Now, the last part. Let's read that part together. He said, God gave this faith once, and it is what? Good for all time. He gave it once and it's good for what? All time. What Jude is writing to us here is that this faith was good for Abraham. It was good for Moses. It was good for Joseph in Egypt. It was good for Daniel in Babylon. It was good for Esther in the kingdom of Persia. It was good in the time of John. It was good in the... this, This faith does not need upgrade. Is someone hearing me? Praise the Lord. One more before we leave. Amplified version, please. Thank you. I'll read from the second part. He said, but I found it necessary and was impelled to write you and urgently appealed to and exhort you to contend for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. Now, he says, the faith which is what? That sum of Christian belief. Let me say that sum of Christian belief. Yes, you see, the faith that talking about here is what we believe. Are you with me? Now, what it's saying is this. If we're not careful, the times we live in can shift us, can so adjust us that we are Christians, but we don't live like Christians. Are you with me? We are Christians. You know, the Bible says something, okay? The Apostle Paul speaking to us says, I say rejoice, okay? And again, I say what? Now, how many people think Paul needs to know what is going on? Praise the Lord. Does he know where we are? Does he know, okay, let's not use general. Does he know your, some people here, does he know what you're going through? And he's saying rejoice two times, not even once. (laughs) Hallelujah. I say to you what? Rejoice. And again, I say what? That's what Paul is saying. That thing he said is good for now, it was good for then, it will be good forever. According to the sum of Christian belief. We are going somewhere. Are you with me? Now, if you are here, I want to believe that you are a bit, you know, or fully exposed to the truth of the gospel. But why did Jude say we should contend earnestly for this faith? Because you see, realizing now that the time we live in, If you heard that somebody was a person of faith. Now, if if I was talking to you and they say, ah, that brother James, ah, he's a person of faith. What comes to your mind immediately? Anybody help me? Sorry? 
Is that what, is that the way we use it? We'll say, that means he got a job. He got a car. He's married. She's married. Ah, that guy has big faith too. What are we saying? When we say that guy has big faith, we are saying that he has acquired something that you wish you could acquire, but for your small faith. That he has escaped something that caught you. Am I right? Please feel free because I like, you see, it says that word faith, it says contend earnestly for the faith. But we are seeing Amplify, it says the sum of Christian belief. So sometimes you're going through troubles and the only thing people tell you is, ah, have faith, have faith, have faith. Now let's go back to Hebrews 11.1. 1. We're going to see something that is happening there. Because what has happened is this. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15, it talks about rightly dividing the word of truth. Are you with me? What has happened is this. As we learn, please, I, I want to believe if you didn't come on Wednesday, I didn't see you on Wednesday, most of us. But if you didn't come, I hope you listened to the message. But if you didn't, please start coming. And if you're not able to come, listen to the message. Because we learned something very important on Wednesday. We saw, not we learned, we saw in the scriptures. That um, the king of um, Moab, Balak, had seen the nation of Israel advancing. And the nation of Israel was defeating every nation. So this Balak, this king of Moab, went and hired, there was a prophet in their time, this prophet will call him prophet for hire. And he used to walk. Balaam, he was solid. He used to bring results. So he hired this man and promised him that whatever he should name the price, he will pay him. Okay? And Balaam wanted to go. God said to him, don't go. He insisted he was going to go. God let him go. But still one of the angels of God was angry. He wanted to kill Balaam on the way. But his donkey saved him. Finally, Balaam went, okay? That's not, you know, a study. But when Balaam went, he prepares to curse Israel. But God changes the curse to a blessing. He plans to curse Israel. He changed mountains three times so that he can get a location to curse Israel. But he couldn't curse Israel. Why? Because number one, a curse curseless, like a fleeting spirit, cannot alight. Two is that how can you curse the one whom God has blessed? It was not possible. So his curse couldn't work. So as he intends a curse, God turns it into a blessing. I think that has been somebody's experience. As he desires a curse, God turns it into a blessing. That is what the Bible says when it says, and we know that the curses and the whatever against the righteous, against those who love God, will end up what? Working for their good. Every effort he made was turned to a blessing. Why? Because God hasn't cursed these people. Your matter is set. You see, your file is on God's table. My file is on God's table. They're not deciding your matter in hell. Your ancestors are not deciding your matter. Nobody's in somewhere in uh, Aquaibom or, or, or in Anambra State or Okokomaiko uh, deciding your matter. They have not born them. Are you getting me? Your matter is decided in heaven. Your names are inscribed upon the palms of his hands. He says, I've numbered the hair. <laughs> you can't see. That's why you need to have faith. God is seeing the hair. <laughs> I've numbered the hairs on your head. Do you get it? Praise the Lord. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is that this prophet for hire could not bring spiritual harm to Israel, even though he desired. But you know what? He was able to do Israel more harm by something he did. Let's look at Revelation 2.14 just to show it to you. It says, I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of what? There's a doctrine of Balaam. There's a teaching of Balaam. He said, doctrine of Balaam, what does he do? He said, he taught Balaam to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel. What was that? To do what? To eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit what? Sexual immorality. Now, this Balaam, the two parties are there. Balaam is the, was a prophet. Balak was the king. Wanted to curse Israel. It didn't work. But the man went back and researched. 
And he went and studied who God was and understood that God was holy and that God would deal with unholiness. So instead of trying the cost part, he went and taught the people, say, send your women. If you read that story, he says, send your, the prettiest of your girls. Let them go and be doing like this before the men. Something will happen. And then God himself, if you read the story, it was God that dealt with Israel. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, these things are in the Bible and are written for us so that we can understand how he intends that the whole thing works. So we're going back to Hebrews 11. I just use that as a point. Because if you don't understand how God works, you have not begun to have faith. Am I communicating? You see, Hebrews 11. Let's, let's go back to Hebrews 11. Thank you. Let's, let's start from verse 3. We'll go back up. By faith, what happened? There was understanding. Understanding of what? Understanding of the way the world functions, of the way God works his world. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith, I understand, we understand, you understand. That no matter the distress of the time, no matter the difficulty of the time, the word of God remains yes and what? Amen. That's what faith is saying. It says, we understand that the words we are framed by the so that the things which are not seen, by faith, I begin to despise sight. I begin to reduce the value I place on what I see. People of faith are people who have come to know and treasure the reliability and the dependability and the certainty and the lastability of the word of God more than any other thing. You know why? It says the heavens you see and this earth what pass away, but not one jot, not a title of my word will do, will come fulfilled. People of faith are those who, when they hold the word, they are ready to die. Because we understand that death is sleep. That's what faith is. So faith brings on the what? Standing. So when we say this person, ah, that sister has faith, that brother has faith. You know that's not what we are talking about. Are you with me? Faith says this sister or this brother, in spite of the misfortune, unquote, of her life, she is faithful to this God. That's faith. In spite of the difficulties and the distress, I was looking at the choir now. This is not to, you know, to talk to anybody in particular, but let me tell you, things are really difficult in the world now, all over the world. UK, they've told them, how many of us know that UK, their NEPA has told them that they won't be having light for three hours. Is if, you know, they, they, they have to buy generator now. If, Igbo men, let's go and supply them. <laughs> Let's apply them. I pass my neighbor. You know that their houses can be small. Everybody just starts his own. Tu, 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 tu. There's business there. Even in Vata, all kinds of things. They've informed them. There's distress all over. Okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So there's difficulty everywhere. Now, also, now, in our country, there's difficulty. So anybody serving God now is costing them something. You know, there was a time where you can move around and just keep moving around and keep doing everything. It's costly. Abuja used to be no traffic, but there's traffic. All those things have come. Anybody serving God now, something is going on. Now, but the issue is this. Somebody was asked a question some time ago. You know, a man, I read a man writing. He was talking to a very, you know, comfortable, wealthy businessman. And he asked him, can you make out time, you know, to spend at least one hour you know, every morning with God, you know, and the businessman told him that he, he, his schedule is so tight, you know, so he really can't make up that time that maybe later, you know, but now he has different ventures and, you know, things are starting, so he doesn't have that time. So he said, he asked him, if I would pay you $100 for every one hour, would you do that? He said, no. He said, what if for every one hour you do what I'm asking you to do? I give you maybe $10,000. They went on, on until a figure got, and the man said, maybe I'll consider that. But he said, okay, let's even leave that. What if you needed dialysis? Would you be too busy to go and get one hour of dialysis every morning? Nobody here. 
will think twice about it. You know, you know what dialysis does? Dialysis is doing for a few hours what your kidney does 24 hours a day. Okay? It says, what if you needed dialysis? Will you tell the doctor that you don't have time to be plugged to that machine, man? I got things to do, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have a meeting. I can't go for that. Will, will anybody do that? Now, this is where it comes to. You won't do that because you have sense that this dialysis is good for you. When a man has faith, he will know that serving God, putting God first, is more important than dialysis. Because the kidney that maintaining is God that gave it. The ability to do the dialysis and survive is God that gave it. You see, men must wake up. It grieves my heart when I see people lacking understanding. Sometimes you see me, I'm lost. I'm just wondering, what is happening? Can't you think? So somebody serves God only when they pay him. How much can human beings pay you? I've had pain. You know, uh, most of us are aware. You know, I, I was, many years ago, I was uh, diagnosed of some condition that caused scoliosis and spondylosis. It has to do with the spine. So, Growing up, I think at a particular age, so it started to cause a lot of pain. I've had the type of pain that if they said all the money you have, that's what we need to treat it, I would have paid it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now I'm standing here, 99% gone. Just there are little, little things there. And I didn't pay one naira. Why? Because God has done it for me. Now, we can appreciate the Lord, yes, because I've told us here, surgery was an option until they said, one of the doctors who wasn't business-minded said, let me tell you, they can't handle this. Just go. I'm telling you the truth. He looked at the MRI and said, nobody, we can't do it. I was looking for injection that will kill the pain, all of them. They said, no, we don't know any, what to do with this thing. Just go. So I knew. I heard God that this is between you and I. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. We think we have sense. But we really don't have sense. So if I pay you, you come. If I don't pay, you don't come. How much am I paying? If you see, you do. If you don't see, you don't do. If, if there will be people there, you jump. If there are no people, you don't jump. The Yorubas will say, Soji, Abi. You see? Now, I started from verse 3, in Hebrews 11, 3. Now, let's go back to verse 1 now. Rightly dividing the word of God. So the Bible says by faith, or rather, sorry, faith is the substance of things hopeful. Now, what has happened in the church now is that we have taken faith to equal things. Substance of things, which is true. Are you getting me? Jesus said to the woman we looked at at the throne room, he says, your faith, great is your faith. Woman, great is your faith. So by faith, we take healing. By faith, we receive the things we ask of God. Very true. Nobody can deny that. Praise the Lord. By faith, we get blessed with physical things. True. Faith is the substance, Abby, of things you're hoping for. That's very true. Now, but that's not all he said. What's the second one? Faith is the evidence of things what? Not seen. What do you think they're talking about on that side of faith? Evidence of the car? No, we finish that with substance of things hoped for. What is the evidence of things not seen? Let me tell you what it is, if you didn't know. Anybody who has faith knows that the word of God is true. The evidence of the word of God. A man of faith, if you tell him God said come. We, I, I shared a testimony, I think it was at the throne room. No, sorry, at, at one of the uh, midweek services. A brother, you know, this brother, permit me to call him a hustler. Okay? That's, you mean... General business, any business, but no, no crime. Got something going with an embassy that could bring a lot of money, and there, were, there was green light. Now, for some reason, the business didn't accelerate as they expected, or rather, they didn't get the response from the home country. By the time they called him and said, come, let's have a meeting, is hooray, hallelujah, isn't it? But this is what happened. This Monday, they called him. To fix a meeting on Wednesday with him. They said let's meet by 12 in the afternoon on Wednesday. The day before, 
somebody had given him a note, you're going to be doing something in church by 1 p.m. What should he do? The business I've been pursuing, they've called me for a meeting by 12 p.m. If I go for that meeting, I cannot come and take the lunch hour fellowship. He was asked to. Okay? Now, faith means I have two appointments, but one came before. One is to a higher king. Faith is judging that God is higher than embassy. Faith is knowing that I should tell the embassy that I have a prior appointment. To many of us, it's not an appointment. Serving God is not an appointment. There is a way my body is doing me. Let me go and dance. It's been long I went to church. Hey, let me go. Ah, hey, uh, mommy, she will now soon say, where are you? Let me go. Mm -mm. He that comes to God must believe that. That who? You see, faith is embassy. I need that money. God, I can't joke with you. Now, let me tell you the full testimony because you weren't here on Wednesday when I. He called the embassy and told them, sorry, I cannot make this meeting. I have a prior appointment. Get the revelation. So they shifted his appointment to a later time. Do you know that on Tuesday, the next day, the same people called him to tell him that that Wednesday, because he shifted it to a later time or to an earlier time, I can't remember. They called him and said, even that whole Wednesday, the ambassador is not even available. So we can't even meet with you. God knew. The devil knew. Everybody knew that meeting was not to hold. It was just to check your understanding. And 99% of us fail those tests every day. But we shout to have faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. What is that that is not seen? They told us in verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Faith is a person. A person of faith is a person that marries the word of God. You take the word of God and you just settle it. Anything contrary is not your business. Is someone getting me? That's why I said, neither the distress of the times nor the pleasures of the time. Let me tell you people something, okay? I hope I don't scare anybody. But I don't think there is, there are few nights that I'll just sleep. Most of the nights, you know, my wife, I, I don't fall asleep. I travel to sleep. Sometimes I might have gone from here to Lagos before I slept, four hours before, if I begin to plan to sleep. Okay? So, I just say, okay, assuming I'm dying now, is there anything that, uh, that is left to be done? I'm telling you, no matter how good. Listen, why am I doing that? He said he's going to come as a thief in the night. Some of us, Jesus coming is not on the radar at all. God forbid. God forbid that God should come. And receive his kingdom. He said to the disciples. Sorry the angel said to them, the same way you see him going. That's how it's going to come. Many Christians. Ah, they are doing business. They are pursuing. They are carrying. They are angry. They are plotting. There is no plan that. What if he stops this whole thing now. And says let's wrap it up. Not, not your portion. Not your portion. But he said, he said by faith. We understand. Faith that does not exalt the word above every other thing is no faith. It's a doctrine of Balaam. That is why people live lives the way they live lives. That is why we referred to the kidnapper, uh, David uh, Leon or whatever, that we saw. What makes his case peculiar is that picture. I don't, did you see that picture? The guy was in, unquote, deep worship. Do you understand? And that guy must have been feeling that God was being good to him. And that guy must have been called a guy of faith, a man of faith in that environment. Because he was flowing in things. Do you understand? He was flowing in things. But you can see now, based on what we're looking at, that the man had no eye out of faith. Because he did not believe the word of God. He might have wanted the things of God. He might have lusted the things of God. Lusted after. He might have been desperate for the things of God. The things of the world. But he didn't have faith. 
Christianity is not a means to get things. It's a means to get God who created all things. And when you get God, the Bible says, don't you know that all things are yours? If God created all things and God is your father, I get it, Mina. Like now, you look at Mina. I'm not worried about house in the village. My father has house in the village. <laughs> Do you understand? So I have houses. I haven't built even a garage anywhere. But my father has. When I go to my father's house, it's my house, isn't it? And it's big enough. The world belongs to your father. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, all things are yours. So what kind of pressure should I allow myself to be put in to get all things or to get something when they're already mine? I've told us here that when as a Christian, you are not experiencing or holding something, God isn't keeping it from you. You know, when the Bible says in Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was not the beginning of God. It was the beginning of the creation. A man starts building a house at 30 or 40 years. Was that when he was born? He started to build the house, Abby. So before he began to create, he was God. God is complete. Everything God created is for us. There is nothing in this world that God made and his plan was to keep it from you. Every appetite you have, every desire you have, God put it in you. Are you with me? And if God has not brought a match for it, then know that he knows the best time. Is someone getting me? It's as simple as that. These are the things you learn. So at no point should a child of God be under pressure in that direction. Why? Because you're a person of faith. There's a name um, our dad always refers to. He's one of the you know, persons that taught and you know, groomed a lot of the pastors that we have in Nigeria, the old ones. Pa Elton. I saw a brief interview of the man and the wife. These are people of faith. The man left UK. He spent all together, I think, about 50-something years. He lived there and died. At the point of the interview I listened to, he said he has been in Nigeria for almost 20-something years. He hasn't traveled out. He's from UK, but he didn't go for summer in UK because God sent him to minister to Nigeria. They were talking to the wife, and they were asking the wife whether she's bothered about the way people, you know, you know, frequent the house, people always come into the house, they want to see the husband, cancel, and all of that. And the wife said, her house belongs to Jesus. And everybody that comes to her house, Jesus will know how to take care of them. So her doors are always open. Is someone getting what I'm saying? These are people of faith. Now, that man, I don't think he had private uh, SUV. (laughs) No, but he was a man of faith. He believed the word of God. He believed what the creator said until you and I, you see, because why, why do we look at these things? That's how come you can be told to rejoice. And again, I say what? Rejoice. Anything that is circumstantial is not constant. Anybody will tell you. Any person who thinks will tell you. I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, I've desired something. I've wished for something. I've longed for something. Sometimes, maybe you didn't even wish for it. It came as a surprise. And you find yourself in a hotel room. Seven star, beautiful and all of that. If you think, sometimes you just sit on the chair. Say, no, be chair. Do I have a witness? Sometimes you're there and, you know, it's like people, some people, you know, a few times, you know, have been, you know, made to be on business class or, or whatever. You see some people, especially the ladies, once they enter, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, then I'm busy dodging my face so that nobody will think we are together. But they're taking. And then as I just sit down, I say, no be flight. I'm going from here to... The most important thing about this is that I arrive where I'm going. What? Now, it doesn't make the other one bad. But I'm just saying, when you think, you see that when they say rejoice, and again I say rejoice, circumstances can't give you that because there are some of the best circumstances you desire that when you found them all you saw was emptiness you say eh, is this it that's why drugs you know are in demand 
Because the normal things, people have tasted, experienced, it didn't satisfy. That's why men will go into homosexuality. That's why women will go into lesbian. That's why people will go to all kinds of things. That's why people, you know, get into bestiality. That's why people get into all kinds of things. Because they thought it was this one, but it didn't satisfy. The devil tell them, come down lower. And they go lower. Then he tell them this. A, a lot of the people you see on television, man, men, do you know they're homosexuals? You know why? Because they've used their money to, they're both women, 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 women. They told them it's not women, now it's men. Then they proceed and they say it's no longer men. It's little children. Don't you read the news? Don't you ask yourself questions? Why should those things happen? My wife was, she said, can't they find normal girls? I said, the mature girls now. There is emptiness. It's not, they now have to find people that they think, you know, are their are great-grandchildren. Then they think this is what will give them the satisfaction. Why? Because the devil has held them in bondage. They are looking for joy. But you can't find joy by the, except by the word of God. The joy of the Lord is in his kingdom. He says his kingdom is what? Righteousness, peace and joy. That's the only place you can find joy. Apart from that, you pursue. Without ever catching Without ever overtaking. That's where men are condemned to. Why? Because God is the creator of the world. Everything in this world. So that's why you do what you do that you know you shouldn't do. Because you're looking for joy. You're looking for fulfillment. Why will a man... Okay, there's another case I, I heard of recently. That, that one got me thinking. Okay? How many of us here, young men, if you have an opportunity to go to the US, you know, if I just receive anointing, visa and, and ticket... You jump at it, right? Someone like you, 26-year-old, Nigerian in the UK, you know what he decided to do? Armed robbery. Armed robbery. Unfortunately, he was uh, my tribe, Igbo. Because when I saw it, I said this thing has to be in the DNA. I was checking, is it Osumbo or Anenis? You know, I was checking all the very popular. But I'm sure if we investigate well, how can somebody be in America... And what you want to do, 26 years old, do you know the opportunities for him? If he just didn't do anything and join the military, they would sponsor him. Do you understand? Armed robbery, caught after the over 60 times, made a career of armed robbery. Not in Nigeria where you can say, you're, you know, in America, just to show you that this devil, eh, he doesn't respect where you live. Armed robbery, 26 years old. Was robbing gas stations and supermarkets and all of that. That's what he made day before he lived. And then he'll come to Nigeria and pose. So, you, such a person now, you're wondering, what's in his head? What's he looking for? In America, if you earn minimum wage, you can live. You can live a normal life. But you see, we can, that, those are extremes. I get what I'm saying. But when we come down to each of us individual level, you see that you're living your life according to the level of your faith. And what is that faith? It is how you believe that the word of God is true, supreme, beyond what you see. You know, God has been merciful to me. You know, I, I cannot overemphasize that. I um, am the last son of many brothers. And they pamper me. Do you understand? My mother-in-law pampers me. Everywhere I turn is, you know, God is just good to me. I have this, I have that, and you know, all of that. So sometimes I will sit and want to, Lord, Lord, you know, do this thing for this person. Or let this thing happen. And then, after a while, I get a sense of, don't cry more than the bereaved. I love these people more than you. And God begins to Show me through the word that do you think that this that you have is because of excess love? No, it's not. It was part of what I know is that the reason God gave me my wife is so that I'll have no excuse to fool around. I get it. You see, all those things I kept around you is what you needed. God, I, I told us here when I wanted to go to the U.S. and God blocked it. God knew that if I went to the U.S., if we go, that is Aparalamla. <laughs> Do you understand? He said the endowment, the physical things that are around people, they are not proof of my love. 
No, no, they're not. They're not. Kuwait has built the best stadium ever. Does God love them more than Nigeria? No, they're not proof. They are mad women that are having triplets. What caused this thing? Somebody, somebody that, that wants uh, to make a hit went and slept with Madu. Then children come. Then you will now, as a child of God, be crying. God, show me you love me because of, because of fruit of the womb. Listen to me. You're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. God will do it for you. But when you have that child, you will realize that if you didn't find fulfillment from who you are in God, that child will never give it to you. Because, you see, by faith we understand marriage will not give it to you. If it did, there won't be troubled marriages everywhere. Have you, listen, some things people say about their spouses, they don't even say it about the enemy on the, in the market. That guy, you're wondering. You claimed him. You possessed him. I get what I'm saying. That's why I don't, I don't deceive anybody. Let nobody fool you. This world is enjoyed in God. Anybody outside of God is to be pitied. I've been in a state where I didn't know how much money I had. I'm telling you the truth. I've been in that state where I kept money in the wardrobe. Was I happier then? No. That's the time I had gone. Machine gone in my house. Because every night when I sleep, I'm saying, is it tonight that they're going to come? (laughs) You can be laughing at me. Child of God, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Yes. You you see, because if there is no hope, you know, the the heart despairs. So that is there. But then it says faith is also the evidence of things not seen. What it means is that I can live in it even though I don't have it. You buy land. How many of us have bought properties? Did you go home with the land? What did they give you? You went home with the paper, B. And you can boldly tell anybody I have. Do you have the land? You have the paper to the land. When you have faith, you have the word of God concerning you. God is not keeping anything from me. He has given me all things. Now, in the course of my discharge of my responsibility and my calling, he will put things in my hands as equipment to fulfill the purpose for which he made me. And what was God's purpose for each and every one of us? He says, to whom he predestined, that they may be conformed to the image of Christ. This is what he had in mind before. God did not call, don't listen to anybody that tells, God called me to raise billionaires. I said that before, I repent. There are no billionaires in heaven. I would God called me to raise he said, God called me to make women pregnant. Don't mind them. God called me to make people don't mind them. God's purpose for every child of God that the Holy Spirit brings to himself is to be conformed to the image of Christ. God looked at Jesus. Heaven looked. God had looked at them, said, so Let us make man in our image. And they made Adam and Eve. And God looked and said, This is good. Satan came and they fell. They lost that image. Redemption is about bringing mankind. So your path might be, God looks at you, they say, ah, this is our son, eh? Just like you have some children. You have some children that are enjoyment specialists. You know that if you don't put some comfort around them, they'll be wahala. Men that are trying to marry, test the wife you want to marry, whether she has capacity for adversity. Some women, just one day, you don't bring plenty money. Katakata will bust. If you want to marry, test very well. During courtship, just shy. I lost all my money. Check her voice. Come, come. Patrick, what are you saying? What kind of thing is this? Test her cap- <laughs> So <laughs> they, Some don't have that capacity. Do you understand? Some don't have that capacity. So God will, you know, navigate you in life. You see, the truth is this. We're we're not being sincere to ourselves. Let me tell you. The Christian, eh, that God makes sure, you know, what what are the things people like as Christians? What are prayer points that if we pray now, people will shake their head? Plenty of money, house, prosperity, visa, wife, all of that. A lot of the people that God surrounds us with them are those that he's not sure of. If it's not there, this one, lie, lie, cannot stand. So they just give it to you. We saw the making of two kings in the history of Israel. 
When it was time to make Saul, what was the process? The first encounter Samuel had with Saul, he gave him food, plenty of food. Sat him on the high seat, pampered him. Finally, they anointed him. When they anointed David, the moment anointing came on him, trouble found him. The moment they anointed him, trouble said, aha, we are here. The guy ran, 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 ran for years. You know why? God knew that this David, no matter what happens to him, he will remain faithful to me. David will say, why are you downcast on my soul? Put your hope in God. Saul will say, please, where is the Babala wool around here? Let me go and consult you. What are you talking? I cannot wait again. This trouble is too much for me. Do you understand? But, but when we come, we think, ah, it's the person that has this. No! Who do they give toys most? You're laughing now because I didn't put... That's what the vicar said now. He said, now let us commit our sister Elizabeth. She came as sister Elizabeth. <laughs> She came as Sister Elizabeth. The ants that are eating her now, do they know she was queen? That's how everybody came. That's how everybody's going to go. Let's not fool ourselves. So they're all toys. What happens is this. The most precious thing about you and I is our soul. That's how you know whether God loves a man. Is your soul rich? Is your soul prosperous? Is your spirit alive? And how do you measure soul prosperity? Is the God you carry. Is the God you carry. That's what Christianity is. Christianity is about bringing men from different places and putting God in them so that they go into the world and they're different. So we read um, uh, Romans 12 too. So it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What that word is saying, brothers and sisters, is not saying that your mind, uh, um, your intellect, you become more in, in, in intellectual. No, that's not what it's saying. There are many intellectuals that are completely lost. It's just saying that your world view will begin to change. You'll begin to see things. Instead of from seeing them from below, you begin to see them from above. So do not be conformed. This world looks at things from below. We look at things from underneath. We look at things from where we are. But God, who is the creator, is not just only where we are. God is Alpha and his what? Omega. So as we begin to surrender... And allow God to transform our mind. The Christian sees things. He sees God's view of the situation. He hears God's interpretation. He sees God's direction. That's why the things we were learning last Sunday is possible. Because now the Christian sees that I'm light. Darkness can't profit me. Are you with me? Bright money can't help me. You see, the conscience is what we call it. But inside of a Christian, the Holy Spirit has come. And the Holy Spirit is a person. Okay? So the Christian is that person inside of whom the Holy God dwells. With that Holy God dwelling inside of you, you can decide, you know, I don't know how many of us can, can handle that, but I can handle sand in my shoes. I remember those days in secondary school. Some people can handle I can't handle sand in my shoes. See, there are some people that can live lives with disruptions. If things are not, you know, okay, I can't handle it. Now, when you are born again, you have the Spirit of God. There is what is called conviction. Are you with me? It means that everybody around you can be clapping for you. But the Spirit inside of you will be saying, look at you. I had greater expectations of you. You are supposed to be the answer here. You are supposed to be different here. You're my battle axe here. Why should you join them to share that money? Why, why should you talk to that woman like that? Yes, you're the man, but sh- should you intimidate her? Is Christ not your head? How many of us have been somewhere and then they're just dealing with you? Eh? The Spirit of God is just telling you things. What's going on? Why are you behaving like that? Also telling you, where's your confidence in God? Why are you afraid? Don't you know I'm your God? Is it difficult for me to handle this situation? Have you had that experience? Am I talking to people? So, so that, that is what he does. He comes inside of us and bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So you're no longer normal. So whereas the persons you're dealing with are dealing based only on the facts that are around them. You are dealing with superior interaction. You're dealing with what, you know, in the world they say intelligence. Uh, we have intelligence that this is happening. You have divine intelligence concerning the matter. That, that's what faith is. 
Faith lifts you above. You can, when you're weak, you can tell him, you know, you know this is where I am. What is going on? And then he can infuse strength. That's what, that's, that's what Christianity is about. God, the creator of the world, says you are in the world, but you're not of the world. So you're in the world, but what? What does that mean? It means you'll be different. It means I, I expect different things from you. Yes, the current. It, it means you will swim against the current. That's what it means. It means you will rejoice against the current. It means also you'll be sad against the current. It means you're just going to be, you know, some people might look at you and think, uh, this guy is not okay. We can't understand. Why, why can't you just play along? No, it's because you, you have a different revelation. I think Momichi prayed this morning, prayed part of what, but we might not have the time. In Acts 26, 13, where the apostle Paul said, as he journeyed at noonday, he said there was a light brighter than the noonday sun. That's what happens to Christians. The best the world can see with is the sun. The brightest time of the sun is what? 12 midday. Okay? But the Christian at 12 midday is seen from a revelation that is brighter than the sun. That's faith. Until a man can be acting, and you're looking at him, it doesn't make sense. I, I don't want to call names. But there are lots of these pastors that are here that I know they have faith. They don't have fine cars. They, may, they don't have yet because God will bless them. They don't have big houses and all of that. But I know they have faith because you look at this man. He's coming from this. You see his faithfulness. You see his humility. You see his love. You see his devotion. You know that there is somebody beating music for these people. They're in company of angels. These people are living at a high level. You see the way they handle their marriages. You know. Look at these pastors. Their wife, look at all their wives. If I said all the pastors' wives stand up now, you see the way they're just fat and flourishing. It's we that are suffering. We keep adjusting. It's not that we are mumus. It's that Christ is doing the same thing for us. And what the Bible says is replicate what Christ is doing for you. We can be hard. We have beer beer. But we cannot do it. Why? Because Christ is also not using his beer beer against us. Husbands, love your wives as what? Christ loved the church and gave himself. So it's not easy. That's what it is. I'm talking about faith. This is faith. And when that happens, let's go to verse 2 and I round up of Hebrews 11. Thank you. So we looked at verse 3, we looked at verse 1. Verse 2 now says, by faith, what happened? The elders obtained a good testimony. Okay. Can you please give us the message translation of it? Read it for me, everyone. The act of faith is what? What did he do to them? Is there anything there that talks about their material well-being? What does this talk about? Say they were just distinct. They were men that were envied. Not because of what was around them. But because of what was in them. It set them above the crowd. They had names that if you mentioned, the wicked will crouch. They lived lives that in their neighborhood, everybody knew. They worked in offices where even though they were not the MD, they carried moral superpower. By faith, they were distinguished. They were set Above the crowd. Child of God, that is where you should be. NLT says, through their faith, the people in days of old, what did they earn? A good repetition. The point I want you to get here is this. By this understanding, faith that a man or woman has faith cannot be measured by one transaction. It's not a transactional thing. It is your life. It is your life. It is a life. You know, trains run on tracks. It is a life that is running on a track that is not the norm. As a woman, I'm, I'm always talking to the men. But as a woman, they say the mouth of a woman. But your mouth is the mouth of the godly woman. There are things you can't spew out. The beauty of this woman. We thank God for the Brazilian hairs and the Indonesian hairs. And all the makeup. But the beauty of this woman is a meek and a quiet spirit. No, it's a meek and a quiet spirit. The beauty of this woman is that she can calm a mad David down in morality. Do you know the power a woman carries when she functions in that anointing? It's not short schedule. I remember those days in the office when there were departments that were misbehaving. The boss would say, let's add a lady to that department. 
When you just introduce a lady, you see the men, everybody is behaving. But make the mistake of, of introducing a Jankata lady. The thing will escalate. You see, God has designed every one of us to function in different graces. When you key into the world, you get the benefit. He said by faith, they earned a good reputation. Since we are talking to the women, women, let me tell you something. Let me give you a secret. How many married women are here? Let me give you a secret. You control your husband more and better if you go the way the Bible said it should go. Through submission, subtlety. He said Abraham submitted to Adam, calling him what? Lord. The husband you call Lord will do whatever you say. Because when you call him, he'll take the title and give you the power. But when you always say, who do you think you are? He will show you who he thinks he is. It's as simple as that. And, and some people, you know, in, in the world, they say, ah, ah, but look at the wife. The wife is so fine. Look at this. What is this in there? Go and see how that one talks to him. Go and see how that one responds to him. The man will scare, scare. Say, say, you know, you're a giant. Calm down. But this other person, when he comes, he'll be talking. The wife will say, look at you. When they call men, you'll come out. Eh. And you say you have it. How can you say that about your husband, your Lord? Do you understand what I'm saying? It can't bring you results. It's going to, the results it will bring, you won't like it. You know, there, there are so many terrible things that I've seen. I don't know. I don't want to bother you people because I don't think you see those things. Did, did you hear of, or rather you're aware, not did you hear, how Nigerian men kill their, their, their wives in the U.S.? What is the cause? Disrespect. One of the last one I, 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 I heard of was the man who shot the wife in the face and then shot himself. Now, that is needless. Do you understand? Because it was the um, conversation with the paramedics. The, the man said that he brought this girl from the village, trained her. You know that nurse thing? Mm. In America, what nurse, nurse group is called? Diba, That's it means husband should burn in fire. Okay? So he brought her from the village, trained her as a nurse. Now, what happens is this most of these men, because of the time they went to the US, couldn't work with their degrees. So they do manual labor, they're able to live a good life, and then they bring a woman and they invest in this lady, okay, and then the lady becomes a nurse, and nurses earn a lot. So when they start earning that thing, in that their environment where they work, I don't know the spirit that enters into them, they begin to despise men. So the guy was saying, you know, in, that he, I know where I brought you from, I did this and I did that, and you're telling me walk out of my house, house that I bought with my money. I mean, you can imagine the thing. The, the, the man, I just, I, I heard that I said the devil is wicked. Because he didn't have to kill her. No, that, that was not a way. He should have walked out. If you built a house 16 years ago, you can build a house in the 17th year. I get it what I'm saying. That shouldn't be. But the point I'm trying to make is that the lady didn't need to go through that route. If every day the lady took that same man, you know you're the one who made me. The man will do more for her. It's that simple. If every day the lady said, ah, I'm enjoying this America. Nah, nah, Dim, I thank you. The reverse will be the case. Everywhere the man goes, he'll be boasting about her. That's what the Bible, it says submit. I've worked in the bank. Many of us work in places. Rogers is here. You you own a microfinance. How many marketing do you? You send your staff, they go for marketing. When they bring the result, they submit. You make the profit. Submit means whatever you are, you submit. The only difference is that the Lord you're submitting to loves you more than himself. He'll lay his life down. So it becomes a competition of who is going to do better for the other person. But this is the way the word of God said. But you see, human thinking does not like that way. So it's the same thing in every area of life. So who has faith is the person that values the word of God. The evidence of things not seen. The word of God is strong in this place. The word of God is judgment. The word of God is established. The word of God is truth. The word of God is what you will struggle to keep. And before I leave you now, so that somebody doesn't leave here and think, ah, this is a serious matter. I'm going to point out something. I might not have time to go into details. But God knows that you and I can live that life. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, Nicodemus wanted to inquire. You're a teacher sent from God. You're different. He wanted to ask, which book should I read? How do I do this thing? What did Jesus answer? He says, unless a man be what? 
born again, he cannot see. The life we are talking about is a life that needs a new nature. When I was giving birth to, I took DNA from my father and my mother. And if you look at my futures and everything about me, you see that around my brothers and uncles and everybody. Because we came from the same DNA. But for this life that we are talking about, there is a different DNA that you need. It's the DNA of God. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. It's the DNA of God that is introduced into a man. So all of a sudden, a natural man has the DNA of God. And the Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the world. The challenge is, many people have that DNA. But that DNA is like the Biafra children, Kwashioko. Is in trouble. That DNA is not being fed. You don't read the Bible. You don't meditate on it. It doesn't compel you. It doesn't harass. Do you know what? It means? You open the Bible. You read something. You wish you didn't read it, because it has changed your course of action. But by that, the new you is growing. God is growing in you. At a time, what happens is that you become truly spiritual. Who is a spiritual person? Recently, somebody made a statement. I said, uh, I go to where? Because people are not spiritual. I said, you go to where is fetish. Fetishness is not spiritual. Fetish is where coconut and, you know, vibration you think worked. Spirituality is the word of God. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are what? Spiritual is, the, the word is spiritual. In the beginning, God said, let there be. And there is, Abby. Spiritual is the word. Functioning in the word. Operating in the word. Abiding by the word. There is no spiritual like it. But you can go fetish. <laughs> bring coconut. Bring coconut. Bring banana. Let me step on you. That's fetish. Bring your wallet. It says uh, wallet anointing service. Bring your credit card. Have you heard those things? That's fetish. That's not spiritual. Spiritual is the word. As simple as that. Spiritual is the word. You say go. Your faith has made you whole. And you go and you find it as it is. I get it what I'm saying. As simple as spiritual is the word. That is, so as you grow, what happens is that you become spiritual. What happens with a lot of people is, listen, is that the devil likes a good show. So let me tell you what will happen. If you want, with the permission of God, we'll start it. If you want us to start doing demonstration in this church, well, I'm ready, if God permits me. But the only problem is that it will be a cycle. When you come today, you will fall, you turn, turn, you foam. You get up, you feel good, you go back, more wahala. Then next Sunday, you come, you need to fall again. The devil likes entertainment. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the move of God. The move of God is change. The, one of the most powerful things that happen on God's earth every day happens noiselessly. The sun breaking the night to bring day. There is no sound with it. Spiritual does not need sound. Is that life? Oh Lord. In fact, if you're sensitive from time to time, God will tell you to turn your back and you see what He delivered you from. But when you get into fetish, you will go shit. They will scrape. Then you'll be shouting. Ah, the thing is working. The thing is working. No. What you have done is that you have entered your playing rugby with the devil. You will quack him, he will quack you, you will quack him, he will quack you. And then you're feeling good that you're spiritual. Spiritual is you live above him. You're seated in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. You are accomplishing the purposes of God. And it's almost as if it's effortless. It's until they tell you, ah, hey, brother, I've been watching you. Oh, we try to do this. Then you will know how powerful you are in the spirit. Strength in the spirit is not by demonstration. Are you listening to me? By the time you see a policeman shouting, come on, come on, it's because he doesn't carry enough aura. When you see those American police, just as they stand, no pot belly in the first place. <laughs> they say, ma'am, step out. Nobody's saying, ah, do you know who I am? You are saying, do you know who I am? Because they have looked at the policeman, he's hungry. Spiritual is power, but it's not noise. Father, we thank you. Let's bow our heads. Somebody is going higher today. Let's bow our heads. We're going to talk to the Lord. The first thing I want to do is that there is someone here who must today be born again. All that we're saying now, you, you can't go forward. You must surrender your life to Jesus. The, the devil will tell you, no, no, no. But 
All the while I've been speaking, something has been telling you in your heart, you need to begin this journey afresh today. Maybe you've started it before, but you need to begin it afresh. The real faith. James said, contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all delivered to the saints. Today, somebody is going to say, I start this journey with understanding. And the beautiful thing about this is that God is ready to cleanse. He's ready to forgive. He's ready to distill mercy. He's ready to reestablish everything. Start on a new ground. Yes. So you're here and that is who you are. Jesus is saying, I can start you up the right way. I can write your name in the book of life. Citizenship changes. You become a member of the commonwealth of Israel. All of a sudden, the rights of the firstborn are available to you. I want to pray with you anywhere you are. You came to church this morning. And as you've listened, something is telling you, I need Jesus in my life as Lord and Savior. I need him to save me. I want to pray with you. Just raise that hand so I can see you. And we'll pray together anywhere you are. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.